The Business Travel Podcast, brought to you by The Business Travel Magazine. Hi, my name is Beth Ferris and I'm the editor of The Business Travel Magazine and welcome to our latest Business Travel Podcast. Today, I am delighted to be chatting to David Flesher, who is Commercial Director for London North Eastern Railway, otherwise known as LNER. Hello, David. Hello, how are you doing? I'm very well, how are you? I'm good. I'm good, thank you. Yeah, very good. Are you where are you talking to me from today? Are you are you home based or are you in an office? I'm actually at home today. Yeah, I'm um I'm just taking the opportunity on a on a Friday to to work through a few bits at the end of the week. So yeah, I'm normally in the office, but yeah, just taking the opportunity to work from home today. And where where is that? Where is home? It's just outside Harrogate. So yeah, yeah. just outside Harrogate. So yeah, uh, yeah, which is not too far away from my head office in New York. Excellent. I'll get, get, very nice to hear. Um, and is it a nice sunny day up there today in, in Harrogate? Uh, it's a little bit wet. It's a little bit wet. Bit be grey and wet, but um, fingers crossed it'll be nice at the weekend. Trains are all running okay. There's no problems on the lines. All good. All good today so far, yeah. Fabulous. So um, so, so tell me about your role at NER, LN, LNER. How, many, how, many, how long have you been there and what's your, what's your role there? So I've been with LNER just over three years now, um, so quite a varied start. I came in as head of marketing. Uh, I was uh, sort of doing that for about 12 months, and then I was fortunate to be uh, offered the opportunity to step up into the commercial director role, which is, you know, has been absolutely fantastic. And I think, you know, in summary, I, personally, I think I've got the best job in the world. Uh, I lead a, an absolutely fantastic team of people who are passionate and dedicated and, and they, they genuinely care about delivering amazing things for our customers, which um, I know is cliche, but, you know, genuinely is true. Uh, and, and it's, you know, working for a business that, you know, when we get it right, um, you know, we know that our customers really value what we do. Um, so and it's, you know, it's a really fantastic place to work at uh, and, and company to work for. So it's great. I mean, in, in terms of my role, it's quite varied. Uh, which I, you know, absolutely love. I, I love that aspect of it, but it spans everything from marketing and talking to our customers, right through to ticket pricing, revenue management, providing the business with real-time data that helps them make accurate decisions, and importantly, in the context of this conversation, working closely with our business and corporate travel partners, and helping them recover and grow as we as we navigate our way through out of the pandemic and and into the future. So. Um, yeah, so it's 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 really interesting. It's been challenging the last couple of years as we've navigated out of the pandemic and into new ways of working and changing behaviours and all of those things. And then we're sort of hurtling into a cost of living crisis, which um, you know is is going to be uh, interesting to see how that pans out. But I think again, opportunity for us to see how we as a business can help our customers through that. So, so yeah. what, tell me what's 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 new. What have you been doing? How have you responded to? uh the, the pandemic coming helping people come out of that for, particularly for the corporate market which obviously is our, our readership yeah i mean lnr has got a sort of long history of innovation and really pushing the boundaries which again is something that i love about my team and, and what we do and that is always with the, the customer at heart so we've done quite a lot of things right across um sort of the travel experience one of them particularly in the in the sort of corporate business space is really understanding how the world has, has changed and you know travelers do need more flexibility we're not nine to five five days a week anymore uh people are, are in and out of the office on different days there isn't that sort of regular pattern of of the working week anymore so really looking to introduce more flexibility 
Um, so we're, we're looking at an advanced flex option, which will form part of our fares reform program that just gives people more flexibility. Uh, as an industry, we in, introduced flexi seasons. So again, it's not about buying a, a standard traditional season ticket, but buying something that's a little bit more flexible to allow um, uh, you know, a little bit more uh, flexibility in that working week, which people have got. Uh, and that's something that you know is a big focus of ours. But we've done some fantastic things for the rail experience as well. So we've introduced new catering menus, uh, Dish Dine Deli, if if people have been on an LNER train recently, and at seat uh, ordering was something that we launched through COVID, which you know was fantastic um, when we were um, sort of having to keep our distance. But is you know is a brilliant innovation for people who are traveling for business who want to sit and work and don't want to have to get up and move their things and they can just order food to the seat, you know, which is fantastic. Is that for every carriage or for, is that for everybody? That's for, uh, in standard. So that's currently in standard, something we're looking at that potentially we might look at in uh, first as well, but that's uh, in standard at the moment. And then in first, we've got a fantastic dish dine deli offering, which um, provides a different menu um, throughout the day, which, um, you know, again, is, you know, is, is, is going down really well with our customers. And, and your Wi-Fi, because that's always the bugbear of mine on the trains. How's your Wi-Fi? Wi-Fi is good. Your Wi-Fi is challenging on a, on a train. There is, no, there is no denying that. From a technology perspective, getting a, a, a consistent and uh, good connection on a train that's sort of travelling at 125 miles an hour is, is challenging and is something that we continuously look at. We know how important uh, Wi-Fi is for for all our customers, but particularly business travellers who want to make that that time on the train productive uh, and, and really kind of see that as an extension of their office. So we've, we're continuously uh, running a programme of Wi-Fi enhancements, testing, um, looking at all sorts of different technologies and different ways of, of doing that. Uh, we've also been trialling um, something interesting actually called edge casting, um, which ran on a few of our Azuma trains this year. And that was um, allowing customers to stream content, so ITV Hub initially. But the idea of that was it frees up the Wi-Fi, so it doesn't rely on the Wi-Fi. So people are, are streaming uh, content, whether they're leisure or business travellers, aren't using either their own data or the Wi-Fi, and it just frees up that uh, that Wi-Fi uh, bandwidth for, for, for customers who are using it for emails or, or business purposes. So that's something that we've been doing is sort of different ways of... Um, of supporting our Wi-Fi, yeah, we know how important that is to customers. So obviously, there's been some great developments um, with the, with the new high-speed trains on board. But what about the uh, the station experience? Is, have you made any developments there as well? We have, yeah. I mean, that's something that is, you know, we know that is really important to our customers. And obviously, being on the train is is really important. But getting to and from the station and being at the station as well is. You know, is a really important part of the experience. So, a few things that we've done. One one thing we've we've done is invest over eight hundred thousand pounds this year in refurbished waiting rooms. So, it's providing more comfortable seating, inbuilt USBs and plug sockets. Um, we've 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 got exciting new retailers up and down the route. So, you know that that station experience is being enhanced because we know that's really important. Um, and another thing that we've we've done is you know is really look at that the sort of end to end journey. Uh, which we know is, you know, is something that is really important to to customers. Um, and so we, we've got a proposition coming through this year and into next called Door to Door, which effectively looks at how we get people to the station and from the station. Um, so offering mobility options at the point of ticket purchase, 
to help getting to the station, whether that's parking, whether that's taxis, and then onwards to their meeting, whether that's micromobility, scooters, again, taxis, car hire, a lot easier and a lot more integrated into, into the booking process. So that's something that, you know, is 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 a big focus for us. Um, and then and the last thing that we've been looking at is just uh, making or using technology a lot better in stations. So we're trialing some uh, innovative tech that just makes it simpler for customers when they're in the station and boarding the trains. So it's new digital signage and that provides more information on where to board, seat availability uh, on the train that they're looking at, as well as things like locations of cafe bar and bike bike spaces and priority seats. So it just makes that uh, that sort of getting on board and boarding process a lot a lot smoother and a lot easier for customers. So they're a bit more far forewarned with information um, when they're when they're getting on the train. So some really exciting things coming through there. That um, yeah, more about the the station experience. Well, excellent. I've seen that kind of thing actually in Japan and in some parts of Europe, but not in the UK. So that's 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 great to hear. Brilliant. Excellent. And, and obviously, you started the rollout of your um, the, the Azuma trains, the bullet style trains in 2019 before the pandemic How, how's the rollout going was it was it was it impacted at all by the pandemic are you are you on track in terms of the number of trains that you've got yeah so we've now got a full fleet of azuma trains which is fantastic um so it's 65 azuma trains uh which is the full fleet and yeah they're absolutely they're absolutely fantastic i mean brand brand new trains sort of, you know two three years old uh, and that just transforms the experience for our customers which is um you know, exactly what they want so you know that that rollout is you know successfully done we have maintained a few of our older intercity 225 fleet um, and that supports uh, just adding a little bit of extra capacity in some areas such as our leads route which we know is really important to our business customers so it's all about just making sure that we've got the right capacity uh, as demand comes back i mean we're very fortunate as a business that demand has come back in some areas to pre-pandemic levels which is fantastic yeah. um so the the, the challenge uh, as always is making sure that we've got enough enough seats and enough trains in the right places to, to cater for that but yeah the rollout of the azuma trains has gone has gone really well so that that's that surprised me it's come back to pre-pandemic levels already is that do you, do you think that's um due to the leisure market growing or do you think that's that's that reflects the business travel as well it's, it's a little bit of both i mean we we've always been more of a leisure business uh, in in terms of our overall mix and leisure obviously is a little bit more resilient and a little bit more immediate in terms of its recovery and it hasn't necessarily had those fundamental changes that some business travelers had in terms of uh, sort of working from home and using technology and those things that to some extent will you know, will change the sort of the mix of business travel forever, I think. Um, so it has been leisure led. Um, but one thing that we've seen certainly of, of late through this year is the resilience of business travel. Uh, and it's come back to to what we thought would probably be the levels that we'd see going into next year. So um, it's actually come back to, you know, to really good levels, um, you know, not quite pre-pandemic. We're probably about sort of 70, 75 percent of where we used to be. Um, but it's still, you know, it's still fantastic in terms of uh, how that's recovering and, you know, how resilient that's been, which is great. So I know that you've done some research, um, I think it was last year, looking at kind of the perception of rail. Um, and it, it found, uh, and we, we we covered that in the 
on our, on our website and in the magazine, we you found that people weren't necessarily aware that they were aware that there were benefits in terms of productivity, sustainability, convenience, price, but they weren't uh, they weren't fully aware of it. And and do you want to talk to me about, a bit about that and what you found and and what, what you're doing to try and try and raise that awareness of the advantages of travelling by rail? Yeah, it was really interesting. It was the it was, um, it was earlier in the year we did our first railway to recover a report, which was really a a bit of a deep dive into into the future of business travel by rail. Um, really, sort of in you know post pandemic world, how do people see rail? What's the value of it? What are the barriers and all of those things? And it was really really interesting. I mean, in some ways, the the benefits of rail are not uh, are not sort of changing inherently. Uh, a lot of it is around uh, productivity. Uh, obviously, you can be a little bit more productive um, on a train than you can be uh, if you're going by air and certainly by car where, you you know, you can't work when you're traveling. Um, one of the things that we did notice was sustainability is becoming much more important um, in people's decision making. Uh, and convenience is, you know, still remains critical uh, in terms of trains traveling straight into the heart of, you know, the big towns and cities and, and getting people there. Um, you know, faster. And, and it was just, it was really interesting to see how some of those have evolved. Certainly sustainability has become more important. Um, but it, it, in some ways it, it, it's, it, you know, it doesn't change significantly. Uh, I mean, the, some of the, the statistics that we we captured in uh, in that report uh, around productivity, I mean, it was sort of an eye-watering um, figure that um, the amount of time saved by customers and, the, and thus um, sort of value uh, in terms of their, their working day is around about 610 million pounds a year um, in terms of benefit by you know being able, able to work and shorten those journey times which is you know is, is significant really um, and the really interesting thing is uh, one of the statistics that came out from the travel management companies where 58 percent were saying that they do expect to see modal shift from air to rail increase um, this year um, and into next, and it was around about sort of thirty-three percent the year before. So that's something that's certainly changing. Um, I mean, we continuously work with our business uh, and, and corporate colleagues to to really help with the positioning of of rail, really uh, reinforce the benefits, the productivity, the convenience, the travel times, as well as things like value, which is always you know is always important. But it's um, it's really continuing to probably not take for granted uh, that people know the benefits of rail and it's continuing to sort of bang that drum as it were to make sure that we reinforce those points and and particularly sustainability which is you know is, is more important now than ever. Well, de definitely um, but there, there are also some challenges I think there's some there's some problems particularly with maybe access distribution what what is LNER doing to try and improve in those areas? Yeah, I mean, rail, you know, as we know, you know, is, isn't perfect. You know, it's got it's got um, there's a lot of opportunity to to do things differently. And I think we're we're at a sort of crossroads, I think, in terms of rail with Great British Railways um, forming um, or in the process of forming over the last sort of 12 months and into the future. And I think one of the one of the, the big areas that, you know, rail um, can really focus on, which we have done as an industry a little bit over the last 12 months is, sort of that join up and that um, aligning rail as, as one entity. Uh, we know a lot of our big business and corporate customers, they don't just travel on the East Coast. You know, they travel on the West Coast, they travel uh, up and down and, and left to right. And and 
you know, traditionally they've had to deal with lots of individual uh, rail operators to, to to manage those bookings and uh, and and get their 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 employees to um, you know big big events, and that can be quite complex and you know it, it's sort of time consuming. So, you know, one of the things that rail can certainly continue to do is is join up and align and make that sort of one view of rail uh, much easier, um, and that will certainly help. Um, you know our, our business and corporate partners, but it will also help Rail uh, in terms of you know presenting a much sort of a much stronger and easier and and and, and better choice really. So that that's certainly something that we're looking at. Um, and and ticketing and and flexibility is always something that you know is is, is top of our list. We've we've had a program of that we call Fairs Utopia um, running pro- probably the last two or three years. So it sort of it kicked off pre-COVID, but it's something that is becoming more and more important. And that is is really about just giving customers or removing complexity, increasing that flexibility, and just to making sure that all customers get the best value. And that's no different in a business and corporate world. And and one of the challenges is is just making sure that we integrate that flexibility, that that those simple ticket off, uh, ticket options into into the TMCs, into the corporate systems. Uh, and also, what we're looking to do is just then. Is then add in ancillary elements in whether it's parking or even hotel accommodation. So it just makes that end to end simpler and easier, both for the end user, but also the also for the you know our, our TMC and corporate partners to to sell the benefits of rail, of rail into their businesses. So you know those are areas that I think as a as an industry we can work on, and certainly as LNER we're really pushing forwards. So and working with the other rail operators as well. Obviously, you need to all work together to achieve. This connectivity and absolutely, yeah, because it's 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 fantastic that LNER, you know, will will push the boundaries and and do and and do more. But it, it's the consistency element that um, you know is is an area of opportunity for rail to make sure that if you're engaging with long distance operators, there's a you know there is a a consistent experience, whether it's from ticketing or its process or the technology that we use. So that's a you know a real area of opportunity as we move forward over the next. The next year or, or two years as um great british railways you know really really comes into force so that's something that you know is a, is a big focus for the industry you said a year or two, two years i was going to ask about the timing of this I mean, how quickly can people expect to see a difference to see some change and some progress in this yeah from an lnr perspective it's something that we're working on already we've, we've made a lot of progress already um in in terms of sort of integrating into the systems more effectively we're we're working on a whole raft of things around ticketing and reform um which will be partly lnr specific but they will also roll out across some of the industry um but i think that you know a lot of the innovations that will will come through um, great british great british railways uh, will come in the next sort of 12 to 24 months um as gbr becomes a an entity um, and that you know that will really come to fruition, so probably in in the next couple of years. And you know, I think those will be really game changing um, for for rail and for you know for our customers. Oh, excellent! That's that's good to hear. I'm sure everybody listening will be pleased to hear that. So, um, thank you so much for talking to us today. It's been really interesting, and uh, and good luck with all your uh, innovations and initiatives. And um, and have a great Christmas. I know you've got a, a, a nice Christmas a festive menu on board at the moment we have yeah we uh yeah we like to we like to do something a little bit different uh, at christmas so yeah there's some really nice festive treats and uh food and drink offerings on board so yes by all means uh if you're traveling on lnr then yeah make sure that you experience that because that's uh that's something to, to look forward to
Excellent. Thank you very much. T take care. Have a, lot, have a nice weekend, David. No problem. Same to you. Thank you. Bye. The Business Travel Podcast, brought to you by The Business Travel Magazine.